Okay, we're going to try this again. My apologies. Something's really weird here with the streams. Welcome, everybody, to The Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead. Very happy to be here with you. It is Monday, May the 10th, 2021. Very excited about my show today with my amazing guest. Um, let me just see if this is going to come up for us. Let me check out on the foxhole once again. And and we're back. Popcorn 17, how's it going? Make sure, let me know you guys can hear me okay, see me okay. Okay, very good. We are live on the foxhole. Nice. Let's see if we're live on Rockfin. And then let me check on DLAV. Hmm. I wonder if DLAV is down. Anybody having trouble with it? Checking it out on Twitch. Don't really see anything going on on Twitch. Okay. Must be something going on with uh, Restream. For some reason, it's not communicating with those sites, which is okay. So today, we, it looks like we're just live on uh, the Foxhole, which is totally fine. And I will upload the archive of this onto all the other platforms. All the, all the life of a podcaster. That's what this is all about. It looks good. You can hear okay. I don't see any video. Yeah, just refresh it if you're having any issues. Yeah, five over five. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Without further ado, let me get this all queued up right here. And we will bring on my guest today who is the lovely Beth Martins. And did I still have her site? Let me just get her site up because I want to show it to you. She has a beautiful site and I want to show you her fantastic work. She has an incredible story as well. Uh, let me pull this up. You can check it out at Beth Martins with an E, M-A-R-T-E-N-S.com. And she just has a lovely site getting into all of her work. She's got a book. She's got all kinds of videos. Um, love her work on the hero's journey. We're going to talk to her a little bit about that. She, she does coaching, uh, business coaching. We had her on the unslave podcast that I do with Michael Tessarian over at unslave.com. And it was amazing. It was an epic show. Um, and so I'm going to touch on some other elements with Beth here today that we didn't get to cover in that episode, um, that I'm very excited to show you. If you go to her about page, she just has an incredible story, uh, to tell. And it's, it's just amazing. So I'm going to get into that a little bit with her, but, but it's amazing to see so many people that are rising to the occasion right now. And that's what this is really all about is what are the solutions that we can do now? Okay. We all have a, an idea of where we want to be, where we want to go, uh, what we would like to see. And we realize there's only so many things that we have control over. But the minute you start on the journey of working on yourself and, and thinking outside the box, 
and uh, not letting all this craziness in the world get you down, start to be more pro productive and proactive, you'll find there's a lot you can do. There's a lot that we can do. And so that's what I really want to get into with Beth. So without further ado, let me welcome her onto the show. First time on Truth Warrior, hopefully not the last. Beth, thank you so much for joining me. Sorry about all the confusion, uh, but we got you here and that's all that matters. Yay. So glad to be here, David. Thank you for hosting me. Oh, absolutely. Total it's pleasure. an honor. <laughs> yes, we've been talking a lot offline and uh, we did that amazing show on Unslave, which is quite popular. Just want to let you know we've gotten great feedback from that. And uh, I know you've also been on Chance's podcast. Shout out to Chance Garten over yeah. at Interverse Podcast. He's doing great work as well. And uh, I hope you're getting on more shows. I mean, because what you have to share is just incredible and mm -hmm. it's very positive. And so today's show I'm excited about because sometimes I got to get into the dark, dirty, negative stuff, which is important. But uh, it's always fun to get into solution-oriented um, approaches and okay. speak to people like you who you've always got a smile on your face. You're always in a positive uh, vibration. And that's what this world and this movement needs right now. So, so glad to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. It, it's, uh, it was... You know, I, I'm sorry for your trouble in advance, but it's just like, yeah, that's there's so much behind the scenes that people don't understand. Whether it's you know, if, if you're podcasting, never mind. If you're also in business, what we're going to talk about today, and uh, yeah, so it's not it's not for the weak-hearted. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Well, this time, I don't think this time is for the weak-hearted. We know what the weak-hearted are doing. Um, it's pretty scary. But I'm amazed to see so many people rising up literally all over the world. I was just speaking with a gentleman from Bangladesh last night on my fireside chat. Uh, the week before, I was talking to someone from Sweden, uh, from uh, where else was it? Denmark, I think. Um, and I've just, it's amazing. I'm sure you also get in touch with people all over the place. Mm -hmm. You're located in uh, Manitoba, correct? Yeah, Winnipeg, Manitoba. That's right. All right, yeah. excellent. Trying, we used to compete to with you. Yeah, I grew up in Saskatchewan and we used to compete ah. with Manitoba for who had the coldest winters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we win, unfortunately. Yeah, I think you do. I think you do. Um, well, anyways, Beth, let's get into your story. You've got a beautiful write-up of it on your site, but I, I love hearing it from you. You've, you're a survivor. And I think that's what gave you that strength that you have and, and the leadership skills that you have now. So let's start with your story of what woke you up and what got you into the work that you're doing now. So I was born and raised in a family that that was in business. When when I was uh, you know eight or nine, my dad had a nervous breakdown, couldn't work for anyone anymore, and so my parents started a business. And by the age of ten, I was working for them. By the age of twenty six, I was their vice president, and then at twenty nine, I was diagnosed with a stage four lymphoma. And while I loved the I loved business. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, my favorite play place was their uh, storeroom <laughs> with all the, you know, business, um, you know, like supplies basically. And so I liked the work, but the environment was really brutal, and it was cold and soulless and heartless because it was all corporate clients we were dealing with. And so instead of getting out, I unconsciously made myself super sick and had to get out. So for three years, I fought for my life and uh, had a near-death experience. I was told I wouldn't survive if I didn't get a stem cell transplant. Half the people died doing that, and you have to go into isolation for a year, which we're all familiar with now. <laughs> and uh, so it was at that time when I was guided to work with archetypes, literally just pulled a book off a shelf because I, I liked the author. I didn't even know what it was about. 
And I had studied about archetypes early in my in my university days, but never really put them to the test and and found the the inherent power that's not in them, but it's it's just the approach of the work that that can be very powerful. And I've at that time really faced my death. I had no idea if I was going to live in a few more weeks or a few more years or 20 years or if I was going to die right away, like the doctor said. But by by going into my deepest shadows and fears and facing, you know, in my case, I, I was really super out of alignment with my rebel. I had been a fighter my whole life, got into trouble my whole life. And I was trying to be the good girl at this point, do the things that, you know, people would expect of me. So I would look normal and, you know, have normal relationships and have that normal job and wear, wear suits. And yeah, I was always in disguise and leading a double life, trying to lead my real life and, and uh, follow my passion on the side. And then it all came to a head. I decided I was going to walk away, and uh, and and amazingly enough, and this is very consistent for the last twenty years since surviving. Whenever you go into what you think is death, it's not. <laughs> it's not death. It's just severely tied up energy, right. and so that's what I did. And and by having the courage to to just you know go okay this is if this is my time i'm going to receive it i'm not here just to preserve this body at all cost although it's extremely valuable to to be here incarnated like this but i am here as a protector of my soul and so i'll start making decisions that are much more about that element in in the long run and you know by awakening the rebel archetype just seeing where i was so out of alignment i had my my foot literally uh, you know, pushing that rebel down as as far as I could get it, trying to pretend I wasn't that. And that's the thing about your own energy and who you are. It won't be shunned. <laughs> you know, it 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 won't. It doesn't just go away. It it starts to give you you the messages that uh, you know things are wrong, and it, and uh, it will act like your enemy just to get your attention, so that uh, you don't leave part of yourself behind. And I literally, after doing this, having having an awakening about who I was and and what I needed to be and do in this world, I went from dying to living practically overnight. I didn't even exactly know it then. I knew I had turned some kind of a corner. It still took me a good, you know, eight months or so to recover from all the treatments that I had been through, but I never had to look back and was never re-diagnosed. And, and I won't go to the doctor anymore either. So that's uh, not even a, a possibility. <laughs> That's incredible. And yeah, that's an amazing story because it actually, when I heard you tell it the first time, it, it mirrors, in my opinion, what we're all going through, what we're going through in this country, what we're going through around the world, where there's a near-death experience happening for a lot of people. Um, and it, you can think of that metaphorically or even literally in many cases. But the idea is like, you know, here we are in Canada. We just witnessed some, you know, brutal things happening all over this country um, you know, where we've got, the, you know, these pastors that are getting arrested and just hauled away. Meanwhile, you know, they're preaching in front of like 50 people and up the road, you can go into Walmart, no problem. Uh, you know, it's, it's just the, the censorship on free speech, the, the push towards tyrannical control. Um, many, many elements smack of like communism, fascism, all the worst totalitarian regimes at the beginning stages. And 
that threat is waking people up because that threat is life or death. It's the life or death of our freedom, life or death of our country, life or death of the concept of an individual in your society where the individual's rights are respected and honored. That is what is at threat and at stake right now. And it's only when we got pushed up against this precipice, up this, up the edge of this cliff, that it started this chain reaction of waking people up. And that's why when you're telling your story as someone who survived cancer and you know your own inner demons and all these internal battles that probably manifested into physical disease later on, as you've said, um, that battle at an individual level is just the microcosm of the battle that's happening on the macrocosm, if that makes sense. That's brilliant. It's exactly what's happening. And and that's the beauty of doing inner work is that your world makes a lot more sense. Now, having said that, I was still pretty in the dark until 2015. I ran with blinders on, so I wasn't willing to really look and go down the rabbit hole. I knew it wasn't good. I knew it wasn't right from you know my earliest moments of life. I knew this was all <clears throat> really screwed up. But you know, at the end of the day, it does come down to you. You can't go out there and make changes without really doing it in here. It's part of the whole King Hero work that I do. You know, if you're always just trying to muscle through and uh, and and you know change things out there, but you but you don't look inside, that has a lot of gravity. If there's shadows, unhealed wounds, it will continue to get your attention because ultimately, not not to to stop you, but so that you can be uh, whole and and be a, the most powerful and effective when you do go out into the world to to make things happen. Yeah, I see it the same way, um, and it, it's just it's so important that people understand that this is an internal, spiritual, mental war. Uh, it definitely manifests on the physical plane, but a lot of what we're all going through right now, and this is just. What I'm saying from how I feel and the communicating with so many other people, how they feel uh, that we're in conflict internally. We're trying to battle, you know, am I going to go get this shot? Am I going to uh, walk into the store without a mask on? Am I going to stand up for what I believe in or am I going to go with the will of the crowd? Am I afraid of repercussions? Am I afraid to lose my job if I speak my mind and speak from my heart? Or am, you know, am I going to censor myself? I think that's a big one for a lot of people, people, people that I talk to in the police, in the military, in the, in the health industry right now, that they're, they're, they're afraid of, of coming out because of the physical repercussions that could happen to them, and justifiably so. I mean, we're dealing with tyranny right now. However, uh, I, I guess for me, I go, well, I'm never going to betray myself. I made that agreement with myself when I woke up years ago that I said, uh, even if my friends or family, they think I'm crazy, this is my journey. My journey is that I want to find out what is the truth. I want to secure my freedom and I want to fight for justice and I want health. I want to live a healthy, wealthy life just like everybody else. And, uh, you know, as I went down that track, you know, you lose old friends and you gain new friends, but it's an internal battle the whole way because you're always questioning yourself and doubting yourself. And then there's pressure from everybody. And so you have to go on the hero's journey in order to survive that. And that's what everybody's going through right now. We're going through the underworld hero's journey that's been told in every single myth, story, movie that you've watched. It's the hero's journey. Does, do you agree with that? Yeah, totally. So, it, you know, you're either on your hero's journey or you're refusing the call. And both ways you're on the hero's there journey. You go. 
<laughs> you yeah, 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 you're doing it either ways. Yeah, you're doing it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it's even pre-written there. It's a it's a normal stage to just like, no, God, you can't make me. That that sounds stupid. I can't do it. It'll kill me. It probably will. You know, we all seem to die of something or other uh, eventually down the road. But uh, but yeah, the, I think there's a corner that's turned when when you start to desire freedom more than you're afraid of of being ridiculed, afraid of losing your friends, afraid of uh, losing business, right? If, if we look at that, you know, in in the first, I don't know, two weeks of the pandemic, I, I lost $20,000 worth of bookings for one reason wow. or another, right? My my clients, th their business was hit or they were, uh, because I decided to stop censoring myself as soon as it hit, I'm like, okay, you know, the gauntlet's off. I'm, I'm just gonna take a chance. If ever is a time to speak, it's now. And you know, a lot of people vacated my my world. You know, clients and followers, and and friends and family. I'm sure you're very very aware of that. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's you know, and I've healed a lot from it, and I've also been extremely rewarded because by speaking my truth. And and you know, I was I was uh, going to bed last night. I could barely make myself go to bed because I was just so damn happy, right? It's and it's not all the time, but it it's so satisfying to be able to just be myself. It takes no energy at all. And it's, it's like, I'm getting so much good feedback right now, more than I've ever had, you know, letting go of wanting that. And then, and then here it is. And I don't really have any haters in my world that I know of, or they get through, through to me, you know, maybe the odd one here or there, but I really do think that's a product of just simply uh, being yourself, being authentic. And it's the easiest thing to be. You don't have to like strategize or plan or maneuver or. Isn't that funny? That's, yeah. You just said something that just think about that folks, what you just said, like it's the easiest thing to be is yourself, but it's the hardest thing to do in another way because we think we have to perform. We think we have to be something that is expected of us, but being yourself is, that is the easiest. It's something I say to myself before coming on these shows. I just like speak freely, be yourself and how important that is. That's the cru that's crucial. I think that's crucial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's such a comfort. It's beautiful. Uh, you know, sometimes people get trapped uh, if we start talking about business, thinking, "Well, how could I, how could I charge for this? What just comes naturally to me and 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 the message that I want to give?" And and that's exactly what you should charge for. That that's the really valuable thing that came easily to you, and you can almost. 100% guarantee that it doesn't come easily to other people. So they need what came easily to you. That's part of your calling, why, why you're gifted in that way. And, uh, and well, and even you just, Oh, sorry, finish that thought, finish that thought. It's very I, I just had the insight when I was losing my life that we all have to fulfill on our sacred purpose. There's no way out of it. It is, it is, it is a contract. As far as I can tell, I don't have proof for that. It's just my experience that if I was going to die back in, um, yeah, 2001 or two, then I would just have to come back and do this all over again. Right. I, I, there was no easy out. Uh, so, you know, the, the, what, what you're called to it, it, yes, it's outrageous. It's it, especially now, right. If you're just waking up to purpose and, and who you are, it's difficult, but thank God we got people like David and, uh, and myself, you know, we, we've, we've pa paved some way for you and, and you can, you know, turn in those directions and get some support and get way up to speed. Like when you came into it, I'm sure uh, you didn't have a whole lot of resources to draw on. You did all kinds of original research, right? Now, now people can just come in 
and watch your show and Unslaved, which is incredible, by the way. And and your audience is amazing. <laughs> Everybody I meet yeah. is is just a wonderful person from there. I like to think, and I guess I'm biased because it's my project, but I like to think I have the best audience. I, just the best people. I don't have hundreds of thousands of followers. I kind of like it like that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind getting my old follower follower levels back that I had on YouTube. But to be honest with you, I'm a, I'm a quality over quantity person anyways. I'd rather have good quality people around me supporting the, what we're doing and interacting here in the chat. The chat is already hopping on the foxhole um, and just good people that want what we want. And so my job is to come on here with people like yourself, Beth, and try to share ideas and perspectives that'll inspire people, that will inform people, that will um, help people go through some of the darker avenues that we do need to look at right now as, mm -hmm. a, as a people, as individuals in this crazy messed up world. But at the same time, give them solutions, give them hope, give them some vibrancy. That's the human spirit. Mm -hmm. um, and the human spirit is many things, but uh, people right now, they're depressed. Uh, the suicide rates are off the charts. The uh, mm -hmm. drug overdose rates are off the charts. Alcoholism, the abuse of children in the home. Um, it's getting pretty nuts. And it's it all goes down to people losing the internal struggle that you've spoken so much about. And so that's a key thing. But I also want to, you kind of dovetailed in, so let's do it. I want to talk I, about, say, oh, about say something there and then we'll jump into it. Go ahead. Right. So so that's what actually motivates motivated me to write my book and and the uh you know it is about the hero's journey the archetypes that you go through and when people have no purpose that's when they kill themselves that's when they can harm others that's when they will uh you know evacuate their own internal being and and uh you know just do drugs or whatever it is that that they think is going to numb that pain out and, you know, so this is to me, the real enemy, purposelessness, meaninglessness that, that we haven't. And, and, and the ultimate, if I jump, just jump right to the punchline, how does your life have meaning? It's because of what you offer, right? It's not, it's not what you get. You're not going to go out and search for purpose and try to, you know, scoop this and scoop that. It's, it's, it, it not only do you have to overcome your own, whether they're wounds or trials or challenges, but you need to turn around and go, okay, what did I learn? What did I get? And, and bring it forward to the people. And that's what makes life worth living. It's what you have to offer. And that's, that's again, why I was so happy last night, just feeling like I, I have something that people want right now that, that is useful to them. And that's, I've always prayed to God, like, what are you asking of me? What could I offer? What could I serve? How could I serve? Because I'm completely unemployable. I can't get a job. <laughs> I have to be in business. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. You got to work for yourself. You're a self-made woman. And I want, I grew up, I said to myself, I want to be a self-made man. I don't want to have to be controlled and, and work a slave job and do something I hate just to get by. That creates resentment. It creates a false paradigm. It's what's fueling a lot of these uh, poor kids coming out of university today with all their Marxist professors brainwashing them, you know, uh, into, uh, you know, these planned economies and all this nonsense. Um, the, what you're talking about there is important is the idea of value, right? It's, it's value. And if you don't first value yourself, you won't be able to create value. You won't be able to stand behind value that you have because you. everybody listening to this right now, it doesn't matter where you're from, what level you're at, you have, you have value. You have the ingredients for it at least. And you can then make something out of that 
that will fulfill your life and then also help others. That's the idea of a free market or working with free commerce with people is that you create something and then that thing attracts the people that benefit from it. And there's a free exchange between people. This is what these great resets and your governments right now are trying to destroy with these uh, you know, Green New Deal, socialist, planned economy, globalism type paradigms that we're all fighting against is they're not just going after the economy. They're not just going after all the transhuman. They want to get rid of all the players on the board and they don't want people walking around with a sense of worth and value because those people will become self-sufficient and won't want to live in their farm. And so we, this is why I thought it's so important to bring Beth on because you have such a good way of talking about what I've been calling the rise of the entrepreneur as they've been trying to kill the entrepreneur. Um, and I want to, I'd love to get your definition of the entrepreneur if you wouldn't mind, but you know, I think we have to build that up. Um, and even if people don't actually start a business or anything like that, the spirit of that entrepreneurial spirit uh, is really to me a reflection of the hero, the, the archetype of the hero that you talk about of, you know, that part of humanity that, it's the striving nature that we have. It's the nature that we have to go out in nature, make something out of nothing by applying our mind, our will, our creativity, our imagination, applying, essentially projecting our internal value onto this thing that becomes valuable because we touched it. And then that becomes something that is our means of survival. That becomes something that can be other people's. And then beyond survival, it could be something that inspires. Think of the great music, the great writers, the great literature, the, 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 the incredible inventions that have come from people who, yeah, I'm sure they had their own personal goals and good for them. They should have it. But they also benefited humanity by going on that mission. And this is the lie. This is the thing that's missing from the lies that are being taught to these kids this day, today, and what the media is talking about, and the system they're trying to replace uh, what we have with. And so, let's get into the entrepreneur. How, what if I were to say, Beth, define for me what is an entrepreneur? What would you say? Uh, well, it's identical. If we talk archetypes, it's identical with a pioneer. So it's about breaking ground. And it's interesting how you use the words, uh, make something out of nothing. That's very much the alchemist archetype. So I, I suspect the entrepreneur is, uh, you know, uh, more complex archetypes almost always come in clusters. And so they're not, they're not super uh, cut and dry and the, and the lines blur between them. But overall, it's you're willing to do something that no one's done before you are, are the one that's going to break the trail. That's the hardest thing to do. Uh, there's many serial entrepreneurs out there that they they just like breaking ground, but they don't like you know running that business in the, in the long haul. So they they break ground and then they go and they break more ground and they break more ground. That can be a bit of a shadow too, because you never end up really uh, settling in and and you're a, a little bit like the rebels high on on disapproval. The the pioneer can get high on on that newness. But you know, right. you can't hold it against anybody if you go and start projects and and hand them off in into worthy hands. But uh, I would love to talk about value a little bit because that's how you opened sure. that your uh, your comments there. And so value is something that I think has been really weaponized against us. And uh, the you know the programming that we have is that I'm not good enough or I'm worthless. But that's only one side of the program. The other side of the program is I am good enough and I'm valuable. Now both sides of that are totally false. What I would say- Because it's like two extremes is, is, is I guess what you'd say, right? 
it's low energy and high energy. So to say like, mm -hmm. I'm worthless is, is the lowest uh, version of that. And to say, I have a lot of value is, is the high energy. Now, of course, everybody loves the high energy and, and entrepreneurs will thrive on it. You have to have that basic, you know, a self-concept, a, a, a decent ego so that you'll think what you're doing is, is worthwhile. But here's right. the little loophole. And sometimes this really helps my clients when I say is that you can't put a value on, on a, on a, on a, on a man or a woman. I'm trying to use a word that isn't got a bad law connotation. Uh, you are priceless absolutely priceless there's no way you know and 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 even on your time you can't put a value that's that's something that's the most valuable thing that we have is our time on earth you can't put a price on it but what you can easily value is the work that you do the effort that you make how how to take what is an internal gift some people actually never cultivate their gifts or it comes so easily and then they drop it because they didn't have to work for it you know, so when you put blood, sweat, and tears, and and your precious time into your craft, and you make something that other people can pick up on and benefit from, then that's a value, and there's no limit to the extent of it, right? So you can, right. and that's the beauty of being the entrepreneur. In a job, sometimes it doesn't matter how hard you work, you're going to get the same amount of money, or you'll be in the same range. Whereas as an entrepreneur, if you're if you're smart and you and you're willing to take the risks, which is a very big part of that archetype as well, risking, then you can get unlimited value. You know, I, I met a woman who has a um, a fifteen thousand dollar VIP day, like a one day service that costs fifteen thousand dollars, and you you think like, whoa, what could you possibly put in that day that would be worth that? Well, she did. Right. She took her whole life and her whole career and distilled it down and made something that is not only of fifteen thousand dollars worth of value, but it is is much greater value is what they can get out of it if they apply it. That's coaching always depends on whether you do the work or not. <laughs> right. But I love I love uh, being able to just clear that right up. And so, you know, the two sides of the program, if you walk around and, and you go like, oh, I'm so valuable, it, that's, it's a, that's, nobody likes that for one, right? If you, if and it's you, just words. Like if you just say it, it's like, it'd be like saying I'm a black belt, but you never did anything to earn a black, but you're just saying it like it's empty words to yourself, which means you're lying to yourself and everybody else. And then I guess on the other side, if you're like walking around, you have no value, you're not going to have any motivation in you to go out and create anything of value. Exactly. And the two positions, you tend to flip and flop between them. And, and they're, they're both a lie. So that's where, you know, the, the, the program, I'm not worth it, uh, also contains the I'm worth it. And when you get to the other side of the program, it's revealed that worthiness is actually a stupid concept. It means nothing. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's just a word but it's been very much imposed on us and has a whole you know, emotional, spiritual um, vibration going on. I call it signature vibration. You can learn to identify that and, uh, and start to take that programming out. That's one of the big commitments that I help people. It's how I've helped my clients in business because unlike myself, I was able to just, I got a business coach, even though I'd been a vice president, I, you know, I didn't know uh, this alternative way of being in business and the coaching style of, of working for people that what I learned with my father's business was all like corporate and big business and major, you know, real marketing. This is not real marketing. This is, this is uh, just communication really. Uh, so 
when I retrained myself, then I got a whole bunch of different perspective on the on the in the process, and I was extremely humbled by it to to learn a style of business that was just so much more um, reality based. <laughs> right? We always had clients in the corporate world that. I'd be promoting something and I'd just go like, oh, I can't believe I have to promote this nothing compared to the work of, of being an entrepreneur where you put your time and energy in and, uh, and it's your baby. And, you know, that's why it can be actually a much, much more difficult to do, say, what, what you're doing, David, because it's your heart and your soul. And if people respond to right. you, if they criticize you, then it goes right in here. I take it all on the chin and it's, it's, I know, cause I've been doing this for a while, but I've been an entrepreneur since 2008 and opened up my martial arts studio with my wife. We started in Toronto and then, um, we started plugging a few other things in there. I was creating the podcast. I was doing that, but never really went in on it, you know, and then lost the dojo business, um, at the beginning of the lockdown, we've estimated we've probably lost over a hundred thousand dollars of business, uh, just in the past 12 months. Oh, um, which I hope the government will pay me back for, but whatever, I, I don't need them. Um, and so what I did was make lemons into lemonade and went, okay, well, I'm going to find a way to really build my presence online. And what, and I would ask myself, what do I have to offer? And with all the experience that I had, I went, well, these are the things that I have to offer. This is what I'm passionate about. And I know that I'm the kind of person I've worked a lot of different kinds of jobs. Um, I've even worked in different kinds of businesses. And they don't work for me unless I'm very keyed into it. I believe in it. I love it. And I'm passionate about it. And so I love this. I love talking to people like you. I love uh, working with you know people that do business the right way and finding ways to add value. And so I switched things around from a very bad place that myself and my family were in at the beginning of 2020 to actually being in a better position now than I was even before this lockdown. And I remember, I think you said you had this, a very similar experience with your business where when you, you know, you have all this flack that you're getting all the blowback, uh, people accusing you of this and that I'm sure, and whatever challenges you've had, but then you turned it around. And could you tell a little bit about your story of how, how you've done in this pandemic scenario that we're all in? Absolutely. I, I, I love telling this because it's, uh, as, as you know, I had a big loss right at the beginning and uh, I did cry on the floor for about five minutes and think, okay, all right, well, we're done now. Good thing I, you know, did been there, done that. Now I'm just going to live on savings and prep my ass off. And uh, so <laughs> I hope I can swear. Sorry about that. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. We're, okay. we're censor free, Beth. You can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Go ahead. That's so good. That's so good. And then after five minutes of crying on the floor, I, I lifted my head up and I went, Hmm, I never have laid down and died before. I wonder why I would do that now. And I just shook it off. And I asked myself that identical question, what you did, which was so brave. It's the bravest thing you can do in that in that point, because it's easy to go like, oh my God, I need help. Maybe who's going to help me and go kind of searching for that. But if you turn it around and you just say, well, what could I offer right now that would I would feel sincere about, I would be genuinely interested in, and it would give me this motivation and and uh, inspiration to to keep going and be of service right now and earn my living, continue to uh, to be abundant. So the first thing that I did was give myself permission to create a, a coaching certification program. 
I didn't, uh, I didn't, um, for several years I've been asked for it. I wanted to do it, but there was some idea that I, you know, I wasn't ready or I wasn't qualified. And I, and I just thought, you know, at this time, uh, fuck it, I'm doing it. Nobody asked permission to go and uh, enact a, a global crisis. There's no globe, but uh, you know, it, it, so, so why would I ask permission to go and do something good in the world? Thought I thought I was past that, but here I was finding this little layer, and I went, "Yeah, of course I'll do it." So I created a seven-month program and instantly enrolled like sixteen people for this uh, behemoth thing, and then I really got to work. And I was very consumed at a creative level, just putting all of what I had, because I've never taught coaching before. I've always coached people to create coaching businesses, but it would just be on the fly, advice here and and there, and I I learned by by doing it, it's it's one of those things that yeah, you can study about it, and and uh, my students get very far ahead in their in their coaching program. But it's really the actual nuts and bolts of coaching that teaches you what works and what doesn't. And at the same time, I just unpacked all of this, so I I teach people to to read other people's archetypes and to help them have breakthroughs and deprogram the fear that holds them back, especially when it comes to the the Achilles heel of of facing death. Uh, and, and the basic principles of holding your own in a in a coaching world that it's it's not an easy thing. <laughs> I know I've had my my butt kicked quite a bit on that, been very humbled and come out the other side with lots of skills. So it was actually so exciting to pass these along. It was brand new for me. And because I gave myself such a monumental job to do, I was completely consumed creatively. And I always say that when you are being creative, you forget that you're a slave, right? You're 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 a creator, and and no one could come along and convince me that I'm not free, in that state. And then it was uh, it was wonderfully successful. The the first group, so I immediately enrolled a second group. Also had success in in that one. Um, I also got inspired to offer the and this is something I I shared it with the enslaved community. A course called Primal Power. Um, Luckily, I had the name of that, by the way. That's so cool. Primal power. Oh, it was a late night revelation. I'm like, that's (laughs) it. That's it. Uh, And I had published my book journey on the uh, the archetypes that I was talking about, the the hero's journey archetypes, five minutes before the pandemic hit. I was literally on the plane home from uh, Anarchapulco when they started announcing things were happening sideways. and, And we saw the first people with masks on. And uh, I'd worked really hard to finish my book before that. And then halfway through the the last year, I realized what what people need now, in addition to that, it's still very relevant. It's certainly not irrelevant, but the Achilles heel that we face, and this is for every entrepreneur out there that, you know, we have this unconscious program that tells you, it sits on, sits on your shoulder and it says, David, you're going to die <laughs> like this, right? And right. and. It's very unconscious. It's extremely painful. That's the most pain you could actually ever have is, is listening to those instructions from what is actually an AI that you are fueling inside yourself. You're just not aware of it. And that's why people are so highly controllable, right? You scare the crap out of them and they'll do whatever you want. Age old, right? You just bring in the fear. They scare us with whether it's climate stuff or disease or you name it, right? The, the they got a whole Rolodex of like all the different things they can use to throw at everybody to get, how can we get the herd to be spooked so we can get them to go over there and do that? Like, it's amazing. And so exactly. this process of what you're describing here, maybe a lot of people don't think of it like this, but um, the ingredients of that pioneer entrepreneur 
Um, I'd also throw the warrior in there. If you, if you mix that up, you have the antidote to what is being thrown at us, which is the spirit that they're trying to crush, which is that ability to, um, have better internal dialogue with yourself. Uh, try to find out what parts of your thinking are programming that you've received from the world around you and the influences around you. What are the lies that you've told yourself? And then by coming to that inner truth, you can see things more clearly and then you can actually connect to what is your purpose. You can't find your purpose if you're wandering around with all this fear inside you and you're, you're part of that fear matrix that's put out. It's, it's coming out of everywhere, Beth. It's everywhere. And, and even before the pandemic. Uh, and now they just brought it up to Mach 10. And, you know, yet people like you and me, it's live free or die. Like we're not going anywhere. We've been through the ropes already. We've been through the battles. We're battle hardened. And that's why I think we're still being so resilient. So, and there's many out there as well. So, um, yeah, sorry, continue what you were saying. I just thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, and it, and it's and it's not only resilience. It's like you said, you're thriving, and and me as well, right. right? And my my business has taken off, and there was a few minutes where I was thinking, like, oh, great, Beth, you you're gonna take off just before the crash. But you know, I think we're rising. There's so many people like us out there, who are willing to take the risk. Uh, you know, and at the end of the day, I think we are all naturally entrepreneurs. Because if we didn't have corporate structures and and jobs, I mean, obviously you you employ people. I would also um, be, in fact, I'm the person I'm about to hire just messaged me, hilarious. Uh, you know, so it's not that people won't have jobs, but but you'll have much more of um, personal investment in it. It will be something closer to you because you have to find your way in the world. You have to see what it is that you have to offer, and uh, it's 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 work. It's a risk. But it's the most reward that I think anybody could ever have because it's purpose. You're you're serving people, and if you if you do it in a in a way that's aligned with your interests and your talents and your passions and your skills, then you're going to love it, and you're going to want to do it every day. You would you do you won't mind strange hours. <clears throat> you know, like we were talking to Mark Batelic, uh this morning, who is also an entrepreneur. I mean, he would identify himself differently if you're not familiar with him. He's uh, the creator of Solutions Empowerment. Uh, helping people with all of the law stuff that's that's really really relevant oh, right you now. You sent me him. Yeah, I got to look more into his stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's really really great. I'd be happy to introduce you. Sure. And uh, so he's he was doing. He started the interview at one a.m. his time. By the time we're finished, it's three thirty in the morning, and he had an eight a.m. start already. And I I said when we oh. booked, I like, is that okay for you? you sure, you want to. And and he goes like, "There's work to be done." <laughs> Spoken like a true entrepreneur and and uh, truth lover, warrior, like you say, all of those archetypes are are there inside that. And uh, you know, there's there's no there's no rest when when you got that work to do. There was one time when I was able to take a, um, it was just a, just a partner call, not a not a client call, because I wouldn't do that if I was sick. But I was I was very ill. I was flat on my back, and I was just working it when I was b- back in my training. And I really helped that person, even from what, you know, was a very compromised flat on my back situation. And I realized, well, I can do this until I'm dead. Mm. <laughs> no problem. I, you know, what's yeah. retirement to somebody that that loves their work? And of course, there's balance, right? You, you definitely don't want to have a a three thirty sleep and eight a.m. wake up uh, every day or every week or every month. That's for sure. It'll it'll whittle your health down. 
but you get energy in a way that you could never get. My my corporate life drained the life out of me. Every day I was recovering. It was always recovering. Whereas if I come off, for example, if I come a, a little bit low energy to an interview at the end of it, I'm like, woo, that's awesome. Or the same with a, a coaching call or a class. I always feel like a million dollars after because it's feeding me by by offering it's feeding me it's like a beautiful circle that's right. how god works with purpose yeah because you would think well all this energy you're giving aren't you getting tired because it's it's you know you're putting all this energy but i've found the exact same thing i mean there's definitely times where you need to you need to rest you need to get your mind off things and just kind of refresh but i find i'm um i'm energized by my work uh, doing these shows energizes me, gives me hope, keeps me solid. You know, the the people that I speak to that watch my show, that send me messages, it does so much for me personally. And I hope I'm doing something for them. Otherwise, I'm sure they wouldn't be here. And then uh, being involved in these ex the the excitement of that pioneer entrepreneurial spirit, I just love it. Especially when you when you are doing something that you're aligned with. What do you find when you're coaching people that you get in terms of? Um, people's fears when they're becoming an entrepreneur or when they're, I mean, I'll tell you an experience that I've had as a podcaster is that there's a lot of people online that the moment you start even hinting that you're going to sell something or that you have something, you know, like even when we did Unslayed and we started charging people like six bucks a month for, for content because we got booted from YouTube and Michael wanted it to be something a little more exclusive. Um, you get Six dollars, six dollars and twelve dollars. That's what we do. Um, we have a new website coming out. It's going to go up a dollar, like it's nothing. But you know, and then you know, pe people charging for their books and all this, and you get these accusations that get thrown at you, like, "Oh, you're a grifter. You're you're just trying to make money." Or um, what's some of the other good ones? They just kind of frame you as though somehow you're not doing, you're, you've got something up your sleeve. Cause I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that have done this the wrong way. There's a lot of people that are cheaters and liars and scammers. Okay. But the real entrepreneurs, the real people that have something, they don't, a lot of people don't understand that. And I think that's a reflection of what we talked about, whether they're either in a state of too much value or no value in themselves as a person, right? Like, I have no problem talking about what I talk about and selling what I sell and, and bringing people over to my platforms because I know they're going to get way more than what they paid for. And it's, I'm trying to create win-win relationships. I don't want it to be win-lose, lose-win, lose-lose. I want it to be win-win. Okay. And I strive for that. And I'm proud of that. And I'm proud of what I've produced. Like when people would come into my dojo, I had zero um, inhibition about telling them, yeah, it's 80, it's a hundred dollars a month. That's your commitment. You're going to spend that here supporting a local business, doing something good for you, healthy that you're going to love. And if you don't, you can leave any time. I never hold people down like that, but, um, you are, you're not going to go spend it on all the crap that's bad for you. So money can be a form of energy. And the other accusation you're going to get in the sort of truth community is, well, money's, that's the Federal Reserve. That's the big bankers. They're all about the money. Money's evil. We shouldn't have any money. And I see this a lot in the younger types where they're just, and they're not, they're the ones not making any money. And of course, they're going to sit there and throw stones at you. But, you know, don't throw stones in glass houses, man. Um, the truth is, is that, yes, we're in a rigged economy. Yes, there's a lot of evil, corrupt people that use money as a weapon. But what about the good people that use it as a tool? 
and use it as a way of achieving something greater and use it as a way of, of, of real commerce. See, because you're not a far cry away. Those people that are condemning anybody that, you know, profit from their work or, or do work that, you know, there's a fee attached to it or value attached to it. Um, you're not a far cry away from the argument of these socialists and communists that want what Klaus Schwab wants, where you're just going to rent everything you own from them and you're going to be happy because you don't own anything. And it's all just this big social pool where everything's free. And, you know, you're, you, I'm in the world where I talk about these subjects, these that are related to me trying to find out the truth, as are you. And people will accuse you of, oh, well, you're, you're, trying, to, you're trying to make money off the truth. The truth should be free. And it's like the truth is free. But the work to acquire it and deliver it and produce it and create something out of that that's unique, that's not free because I invest my time and energy and money into doing that. So it's not as if there's, there's some kind of a scam with that. It's just it's a frame that I think a lot of people have been given through this program to switch that side of them off. And I notice a lot of, none of these people have ever run businesses. I've asked many of them, not many of them, they just work jobs and they're unhappy with their life. And I can understand and empathize with that. But what kind of blowback in that regard do you see, or do you get, and do you have to work with your clients on that overall mindset, that hurdle that a lot of people have about, uh, being an entrepreneur and, and having value given back to you, the universe bringing value back to you for you producing value. Oh, yes. Um, I actually am super fortunate right now. I, I'm not getting any blowback, but I know I, I definitely did back in the, uh, in the, in my days because I, you know, I had to make things work again. I, I can't get a job. I wasn't going back to the corporate world. <clears throat> and so I was, I was pretty ambitious. I worked really hard and I definitely had a reputation, especially around here because we're in a kind of poverty mentality for one reason or another, most of our really great entrepreneurs leave this community because they don't get supported. <clears throat> and so I am notorious for being a businesswoman in that respect. And uh, I, you know, I know there's lots of people have talked about stuff. I've heard things go on behind my back. There were times when I thought it might have uh, been the end of me, but I just keep going. That's my motto: keep going. And uh, the people who recognize the value of what you have to offer will find you. They always have. And, and the haters, they burn themselves out or I don't know what, I don't know where they went. Or, and I don't, I don't mind if, if you know, if, if they got tired of hating me or uh, at some point, right. It just is like water off a duck's back. Although it's still painful that any, any kind of reflection, you, you want to take it in and consider I was like, what am I doing here? I remember someone coming to my website and going like, what do you, what's so special about you that you're charging so much money like that? And I, I just then said, uh, and this is actually a huge key to it, mm -hmm. kind of what you're doing over at Unslaved as well. And, and in your own um, truth warrior here is that I'm extremely picky with who I work for. I, I am constantly interviewing people and this might sound arrogant, but it's like, do you qualify to work with me? Right. I'm not begging you for money. I need you to have yeah. a full commitment and uh, you know, vision for yourself and be willing to do hard things and take risks. And this, there's no cost to working with me. It is an investment. And if you don't see it as an investment in yourself, then that's okay with me. I totally don't mind. <laughs> not even one bit. I'm, I'm not, I'm never going to chase people. But I stand pretty firm in in what I have to offer. I don't offer um, 
you know, discounts on my work. I, it doesn't never goes on sale. I do offer early birds because I love people coming in early. Say I'm offering a, offering a course. I love to reward people that get in early and make a commitment. And uh, then I, then I can see, you know, is a course going to run or not? Right. But uh, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, this is what it is. And you, and you prove to it, you prove it to yourself because of what you invest in it. And if I come out the other side of it at, at the end of a day, and I look at what I earned compared to what I put out, and and they're really far away, and I didn't even like brush my teeth, or you know, actually I brushed my teeth, but you know, if I didn't take basic care of myself, I didn't get a decent meal, but I was busy serving other people, then that's not a match. That's a shadow. I will secretly hate my people for for taking my time in that respect. So I have to make it actually an equitable relationship with myself. Like you said, there's so much conflict inside yourself you have to resolve. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I, I have no problem just standing by the value that I have. I don't market, I don't advertise, but I'm constantly sharing with people and, and my audience in particular what I have to offer. I'm not hiding it. And this is something that entrepreneurs and truthers, and by the way, I've trained uh, more than a few truthers that had a good audience but didn't have a good business, how to build that bridge because you're actually in the best position of anybody having already got the audience. Most of my clients start out with no business and no audience. So that's that's a lot harder to do. Yeah. But if you have that... Uh, that will to to go through and 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 you have the audience and and the ingenuity to to put together like who are you what has life taught you what have you allowed your life to teach you because many people get lessons and and really don't learn ever what challenges have you overcome what does it qualify you for offering on the other side that's 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 where you you start to um feel your the value of your work in a really tangible way. It's not abstract anymore. You're not just like, oh, well, I think I'll charge uh, $25 an hour or $250 an hour or $2,500 an hour. It's not, it's not this random thing. It's like, no, here's what I put into it. Here's what I invested. And it's just what you said that people can get out of it way more than what they're investing in it. That's always the case. Pricing is based on not, not, the value, but but really um, a, a much greater exponential value that if they make good on it, if they use the information that you're giving them and 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 practice and uh, you know actually do stuff, then then they can um, have success. And uh, and you know for for me, my for example, the women in my audience have a much harder time. They love building their business and they love the creative side and they love all the emotional work of, of getting past their fears, but it's really hard for them to say, like put their face on a camera or um, get behind their work and, and say like, hey guys, I'm doing this. Anybody interested in having a conversation about that? That's, that, is, that is really hard. And, and they'll suffer, especially the nurturers in my world where you know nurturers in their shadow they want to um, ultimately enable everybody, give give their gifts for free in hopes that they just pick it up and and use it, which really almost nobody does in a in a you know economy that that we have. If people don't invest, then they don't use it. I have not. That's that's mm -hmm. so true. I had uh, a deal for my family and close friends when I first opened my dojo. I said, "Hey, you guys mm -hmm. can come here. the The yearly membership's like thirteen hundred bucks." Um, but you can have it for free because you're friends and family. You get the friends and family deal. Not a single one of them used it. 
Not a single oh, one. I, I thought at least one, not a single one. When I started charging them, I'm like, okay, hey, now I'm going to charge you. Then they're showing up every day and it's just weird. And so you kind of go, yeah. well, all right, that, that, there's a mentality thing that's behind it. But you use a term that is really interesting, poverty mindset. We are in, folks, a poverty mindset. We're in a poverty mindset on so many different things, and we don't even realize that we've been programmed with that mindset. And I think it's also related to something I've been calling the cult of envy, which is, uh, it's basically this idea that it's the crab in the bucket thing where whether we're talking about a business or finances or anything else, but if even just those of you out there who are saying, I'm trying to wake people up, some of them are listening, some of them aren't the fact that you're voicing your value, your opinion, you're getting behind something you believe in. There's not a far cry of a difference from what we're talking about that, um, you know, you're, you're not expressing a poverty mindset in that sense, because you're getting behind your truth inside what your true value is, which is you have some information that people aren't getting from CNN or whatever. And so it's the same thing, but when people, um, are hesitant to do that, this goes to our fear of everybody else dragging us back down because a lot of other people that aren't working on themselves, that don't feel they have any value to offer that uh, are kind of part of the collective and they don't really, they haven't found themselves yet. They see you going on this personal journey of becoming this pioneer warrior sage and they're envious of that. And they're like, well, if I can't do that, I don't want you to be going up ahead of me and they will drag you back down. And a lot of people capitulate to that because they're like, yeah, I shouldn't get ahead of, I don't want to get up ahead of anybody. That's not the, that's not the way, but like in, in my martial arts practice, we go on merit. It's 100% merit based. You show up, here's the schedule, here's the mats, here are the instructors, get to work. Like it's blood, sweat, and tears from here on out. And it's hard. And if you can survive that, you're rewarded with the next rank. You don't just walk in and because you paid me, I hand you a black belt. It just not in my world. I don't do it. A lot of places do sadly, but I don't do that. Cause I don't believe in that. I won't back something unless I know it has value and I won't give something unless it's full of value. It's just the way I am. I don't want to cheat. I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel like I got ahead because I cheated. I want to earn it. And I've been saying this a lot, Beth. Sorry, I'm kind of going on a tear here, but <laughs> freedom is earned. Do you agree with that? Freedom is earned. Uh, f- freedom as a mindset, freedom in your, in your country and civilization. If you have a bunch of people that don't want you to have freedom, Freedom in your own life, freedom in your relationships, freedom to earn instead of for yourself and be a self-made person versus just going to work some job, you know, uh, freedom, real freedom, a freedom lifestyle is something you have to earn. It's not given to you by the world. It's never going to be given to you by the world. It sure as hell is not given to you by those people around you that are all just talking a bunch of poverty talk. You have to get up and become that and embody it and then give it out. And then, then you will attract the right people. But what do you think about that idea of the earning process of freedom? Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, you're, you're bang on that. Uh, like freedom is, that's the reality. But if you don't do the work, it won't, you won't appear to be a reality, right? You won't feel it. You won't, you won't think it, you won't act like you're free. You'll act like a slave. So right. you're, I think you're absolutely right. And, um, you know, the whole poverty thing and envy, absolutely. Like that's when you raise your energy as entrepreneurs do, then you're, you're really polarizing. And that's a good thing. You want to polarize people. It's a pain in the neck because it's going to bring up their envy or their jealousy. And they'll go like, Hmm, who's that guy? And, and, you know, 
I could have done that and I could have done it better. And why aren't you doing it? What's so special about you, man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and I've said it I, I in, in my past. I'm like, oh, if she can do it, of course. Well, that's the more empowered side. If she can do it, I can do it. And, and that polarization will draw them into you and go, oh, I think I'm going to challenge myself a lot more than I have been because, wow, she makes right. it look pretty easy or something like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, but, and they might also, and the, that's the beauty of taking the risk is that the people who just can't stand it, who really truly hate you, they're going to just vacate because it'll be like poison for them to be around your high energy. And good riddance, man. Trust me. It <laughs> it's you. a good cleansing, a good spring cleaning. It saves you so much time and energy, exactly. So yeah, that polarization. And then, you know, we live in the paradigm of lack. I think you guys have covered it so be beautifully on mm. Unslaved and the, the, the tied in with Gnosticism and and this uh, this world that is on the always on the negative, right? So so money is actually debt, right? People are born into debt, born into sin. Original sin is original debt. It's all commerce. And so they set the books up that you cannot actually get ahead. Your money is, is it represents debts. When you go to get a, a loan from the bank, they don't have any money over there. That's right. We're finding out that all, a lot right now. <laughs> yeah. You have all of the value. You're actually going to the bank to give them your value. And then you're going to pay them interest on, on that. It's yeah. a total, you know, sham. Absolutely. So when you start to deprogram and bust out of the, the paradigm of, of scarcity, it can sound like new age flaky stuff, but the, the reality is, and it's taken me this long in my life to see through it, is that, that it's a complete lie. There's no lack. Nature only knows ad, right? There's total abundance. Look at, I mean, the first example that came to my mind is water. They try to convince us that that uh, good water is scarce. And I'm sure we'll be hit by all of these kind of uh, psyop messages very soon again, which they've been out there. But but when you learn about primary water, you realize that it springs eternal, that it's yeah. being made as part of, it's a package deal of being on earth that like, you know, waterfalls, springs, there's endless potable water. They, we will there's desalination plants. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Never mind the technologies, but but right. but like you know, God or the earth provides. You just by accident you throw a seed on the ground, and next thing you know, you've got a a patch of cantaloupes out of the blue. You didn't right. even do anything. Uh, you take a potato and you throw it at the earth, and you got a potato patch. It's it, it, you know not always that simple, but this is this is the nature of of the world. So if you start to deprogram, because it's the the the, the programming is is the lack. The, the mm. scarcity, that's why we that's all have it. scarcity mentality. We, we Most people really battle with it. And, and it's programming. Once you learn to identify it, you can actually take it out and come out the other side going, wow, total abundance. And then with that feeling of abundance inside yourself, you're going to be operating in the world as if that's true. So you're not uh, noticing every little thing and trying to point out that scarcity, you're noticing the abundance. And by noticing the abundance, you're inevitably inviting more of it into your world. And, and you'll connect with people who have an abundance paradigm too, rather than a lack paradigm. And when people try to take you down at some point, it's just like, okay, 
Thanks for trying. You know, they're actually giving you energy. That's the fun part because we live in the world of true abundance. They're giving you their energy, even, even if it comes in the form of criticism and the hatred and yeah. talking about you behind your back. As, as, a, as the warrior and the martial artist, you know it when they're trying to kill you. It's like, oh, I'll, t I'll take all that juicy energy. Thank you very much. I'll get past my ego, like, you know, all the self-hatred, another program, things that I might otherwise do, beat myself up, slink off and be ashamed. It's like, no, I'll take all that energy. Thank you very much. And ooh, I feel uh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> redirect it and that's true and and that's what people need to to see is that everything is energy even the money you're using even the money you're spending this is what i've been talking about with uh this whole patriot sw switch thing that i brought onto the show as a as a means to support the show for for sure but also to be a part of something that i believe in which is let's switch our energy from things that aren't serving us, that are actually enslaving us and lying to us, and really they are the scammers of the world, and switch it to business owners that do it right, family-owned, local, uh, you know, people that are that are doing it with integrity. If we start that discipline of switching energy to what we align with, and that means taking energy out of the bucket of the things that, for some reason, we're giving them to things we don't align with. That's a spiritual process. And even the money that, yep, it's talismanic. It was a lot of it today after the Federal Reserve and all that stuff. It was created by black magicians to enslave us and create a fiat debt-based system. You know, go read G. Edward Griffin's book. But even G. Edward Griffin, Beth, when I had him on the show and he wrote the book yeah. on Jekyll Island, he yes. ended it by saying, Dave, just I just want to clear something up here. There's nothing wrong with money, by the way. It's just been corrupted and we've been we've been seized by pirates. That are trying to, they're trying to take our value and have us feed them. All we have to do is switch that energy. Yes, they've manipulated it, but we can even still convert that energy into a positive force. And then, yes, we need to work on building an economy that's really a free market economy. But um, how would you answer that question for people where they're kind of like, I really feel gross with this whole dirty money thing. I don't want to use it. Oh, hello, kitty. <laughs> I'm very well respected in the cat kingdom, by the way. They, they, they do love He's me. on all my shows. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you answer that one, Beth, with the whole, like, how do you convert dirty money, so to speak, from these banking billionaire psychopaths into something that's actually serving you? Yeah, it's like you say, you know, money's nothing. It's just an agreement and, and a convenient one at that because you know, there was a time when I really hated money. I was talking to Catherine Austin Fitz about this. I, I hosted her on my podcast the other day. Oh, really? She's great. And, and yeah, she, she opens a lot of interviews by saying that she loves money. And it's really fun because it flies in the face of the poverty consciousness. And by the way, David, how dare anybody criticize you for charging? I just, I was just feeling a little bit up in arms about that right now, because guess what? They go and spend their money at Starbucks or 7-Eleven or Amazon uh, or, and, and work a job that they don't care about and that kills their soul. And so they're, they're condoning and consenting to the value in all of that. And then criticize you who's doing something that is so outside the box and all obviously for the good of others, right? You could do easier things for money. So could I. Yeah. I've had many offers to turn them down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that um, when you feel like money's dirty, actually, that's a very uh, alchemist thing as well. It's funny how the alchemist keeps coming up in this conversation. The yeah. poverty mentality can, can be very alchemist because you spend all day long looking for what's wrong. 
and there's no end of money corruption. So you could you can literally spend your entire day just itemizing and taking inventory of all of the things, ways that money has corrupted and is is used as as a way of harm, and and missing the magic of being able to create something from nothing and bring it to market. And you have no competition because it's so uniquely you. Nobody could actually do what you do. And you've brought value to the market. You've brought value to the community because every dollar you make, you're spending in your community, right? It's That's not right. Just, yeah. You're not just sitting like a mogul on your on your uh, mountain of money. You're you're going to right like when when I make money here I am I'm going to go hire somebody and I use services all over the world and and then I'm subscribed to way too many great podcasts like yours, <laughs> uh, you know it's, yeah. and it's a thrill I get to buy my my kid uh, I'm not bragging but you know we spent 300 bucks on his last pair of shoes just because I can do that and my parents gave me some thrills like that too and it's it's just it's just a lovely thing I hope he's generous with his kids when he has them if he has them. Well, and that's the thing too, because you're a parent, I'm a parent. This changed a lot for me when I had kids. I got to say, I changed a lot because I grew up and I went, okay, it's not just about me. I could live in a small little apartment just doing this work or whatever, but now it's for my family. And I have this desire naturally to provide for them and not just to provide sc chicken scratch for them. Like I want them to thrive. I want them to have like I, I got my daughter into horseback riding. You know how much horseback riding lessons are? But do you know the benefit of that? Do you know how she's thriving? She's forming a relationship with this horse and she's learning. She's already starting little jumps and she can get on side saddle. And she, I'm just like watching my nine-year-old love horseback riding. It's changed her life. My little one likes ballet. You know, you put them in. And it's just like, I want to offer them opportunity. Every parent would. Why, why wouldn't you? And so then you go, but then you're going to be taking money from the government right now to give them that you're going to go work a job for a company that you hate and you don't believe in, in order to give them that. For me, there's an internal conflict where I understand everybody's in different situations, but for me personally, in my life, I made a commitment to find something where I was doing something. I believed I was offering value so that I could provide not just for me, but for my family, provide them a house to live in, provide them the experiences that I think they need, provide them the education. You know, man, like now that I'm homeschooling, I have the, the world at my fingertips, but it's costly. And I that's fine. Those people deserve to make that money if they're doing good work. But I want to provide a top level education for my family. I want my wife who, bless her, she's not one of those people that goes out and just spends all this money. She's the one I have to tell her, go buy yourself something nice. And she's like, I don't need it. it let me spy on the kids. I'm like, no, please go get yourself a new sweater or whatever you wanted, new yoga pants. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just because I love that feeling of being able to do that. And then the other thing I like, Beth, and I'm sure you love this too with what you do, is not just doing it for me and my family, but also bringing opportunities to other people and saying, hey, I did this. You could do this. You've been looking for something. Go check it out. Let's raise each other up. Let's keep the money circulating amongst the patriots, the truthers, the real entrepreneurs, the, the families. Let's do that. Let's starve the beast and work together. And let's find a way to raise each other up, but raise ourselves up in the process. That sounds exciting to me. I don't know about anybody listening. I don't know what you think, Beth, but take it from there. What do you think? You're your parents. That must add a whole new dimension to this for you. 
Mm -hmm, exactly. No, that's that's what we're called to do right now is more or less take things into the private. And I've been doing that all along because I've never been a mainstream person. I didn't fit in. I was rejected by anything I tried to be part of, which was a gift because it made me just carve out my own life. And so what you know, when when you, when you put yourself out there, when you you just say, okay, this is who I am, and and that's actually a really important part about purpose is that you're not there for the market, right? Some fictitious what you know, God knows how many people are actually on Earth. It's not it's not about that. It's a, there's a lock and key fit between you and your people. You are here to serve them. If you don't serve them, they go unserved, and you will feel the pain of that. You'll have the internal conflict of it. So by showing up like this, and then and then in in this situation where we are, like for example, there's a local restaurant who doesn't believe in any of the the BS, and I've gone there quite often. And and one day we called up and said, you know, do you think it's possible we could come for supper without a mask? Oh, of course, madame, of course you can. So we had a little dinner and then we said, mm, I wonder if it would be possible to host a private party here for all of the people that have been out at the rallies, uh, are going to be out at the rally next Saturday. And yes, and so we had this incredible meal. It was so joyful. And, and you know, he's halfway through, he's going, he's going like, I love to you all. I love to you all. Like, oh, this, bless it that, was man. amazing. Yeah, it's so inspiring. And then you got to go experience giving that guy your money giving that guy your support, these poor business owners who've been slaughtered throughout this entire nonsensical thing that didn't even have to happen. And, and here you are as an entrepreneur, finding a way to connect with another entrepreneur, this business owner and say, let's skip the rules. Let's have a human experience. And what kind of energy have you created just maybe from that single event? I know, I know. It was insane, actually, how high and happy people were about that. We were awesome. we were starving from for that kind of experience, but but yeah, that's that's where it's going to go. That people who want to, uh, you know, do business with real entrepreneurs and uh, who have who have something real to offer, actual value that people need, and that's always your your thing. Like you can't just make fluffy widgets and hope and hope for the best. It's it's really not like that. You have to dig in and say, what do my people need from me right now? What is the circumstances out there? What's the climate? Where are they struggling? Where are they suffering? How can I create something that's going to get them through that struggle easier or faster, or maybe one they wouldn't have never got through if you hadn't come forward <clears throat> and and stop asking the you know stop using the banks and the and the government as middlemen in the process again don't ask anybody's permission just go and exchange person to person or business to business the value now so many businesses unfortunately are terrified right there's a, a group that uh, just exploded on telegram trying to get a local scene together in more than a year since the pandemic hit we have not had businesses rise up here not even once and and now they're trying uh, i've got two people agreeing like two out of a lot and uh, you know it's there was one business that came forward a, a tattoo shop and i had interviewed him phil is his name and he he was going to go forward and thinking there was one other person doing it. Well, he turned out to be the only one. And they smashed and crushed him and made things really hard and went after his family. And, and uh, the community like leveled threats at them and all kinds of nonsense that he wouldn't have backed down on his own. But having his, you know, wife and children threatened, that was a, a different level, right? 
<clears throat> but uh, but at the end of the day, you know, having our own community, having an internal world, like you said, don't shop on Amazon. Check out David's link for Patriot. Go and use the code. I bet there's some kind of lovely discount, or even if there isn't, and and get what you need. But but get it from a, an ethical source that's actually going to support the things you want to see grow, and not just. And I'm I'm guilty of it. You know, I I think uh, yesterday I bought I bought a, an ozone generator off of Amazon and 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 I bought it with the idea of contribution because I don't need it uh and uh yet it is so incredible say when when spaces get contaminated or um they get unhealthy or they get moldy or you know just full of toxins all of that kind of stuff the ozone is uh, the, the most amazing thing like cigarette smoke although you know that's not an issue for most people dead bodies i hate to say i'm starting to think like this that we're we're facing a time where we we might actually see bodies piling on the street not from a pandemic from or from the pandemic yes <clears throat> And so are we going to need to purify our environments more? And I got this generator and I thought, yeah, it was a worthy, it was a worthy way to use the enemy's energy against them. <laughs> yep. well, Although, it, yeah. Right. I mean, you, and we all have to do what we can, the best that we can. The, these monopoly companies have us all in a pretty significant box. So you do the best you can, right? That's the whole point. And then what you do, where you do spend your money, where you do put your energy, you try to convert it into something that's positive for you, right? And, and stop spending things on things that are negative for you. Um, but maybe what we should do here, Beth, because we're going to wrap it up in about 15 minutes. And I want to have a time to, for, to let you show people what you do on your site, you know, the stuff that you offer. But um, just kind of dialing into the, the idea again about what it is to think with a freedom mindset, like the mentality, the free mind. We talk about free your mind, free your mind. Um, what would you say about that? Like what kind of steps would you advise people to go through if they're struggling with that? If they're, they, they're with us on those points, they, they want, you know, they're trying to break away from the matrix, but there's a lot of nagging voices in their head. There's a lot of self-doubt that's there. What kind of things would you advise people to help penetrate through that or steps that they can do to help invigorate their energy, to help bring that freedom-based mindset back to them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's finding out where you're losing your personal power. Uh, even before that, and I'll quote the, the work of Lester Levinson, the, the, the very first step is to want freedom. And see what is it that you want more than freedom? Do you want money? Do you want business? Do you want notoriety? Do you want security? Do you want everyone to love you? There's always unconsciously going to be something that you want more than freedom. And, and you'll have the evidence for it because you'll have suffering and situations that don't actually match your freedom. So that one desire, every desire will be an obstacle for you. And that's back to the alchemist that we keep talking about a little bit. Uh, that, uh, you know, as, as long as you want something, you're not having it. And even if you have it, you won't notice that you have it if you're still wanting it. Wanting is a programming. It's opaque. You cannot see through it. And so by, by wanting freedom, it's kind of like a trump card. It's the one thing that if you want, it will take you home. And it starts to have a um, like ma magnetic quality. It pulls you forward rather than you just kind of slogging it out every day. The, the want for freedom, it pulls you forward. It will bring up everything about you that's not free. And you got to mm. be a warrior for that. Yeah, right? that's the shadow. Yeah, exactly. 
it's going to come up in Technicolor and it's supposed to come up because if you don't see it and recognize it, there's absolutely no way to let it go and be free from it. So you can have an experience of freedom. And, and we all know what freedom is like. We're made of that stuff. Again, though, if you have the, the layers and levels of programming installed, which we all do, and mostly from childhood, before there was any discrimination, before you could decide like, yeah, do I want to have this program that tells me I'm going to die, nobody loves me, and I'm out of control, and I'm disconnected, or do I want, would I rather be free? You don't have that discrimination until usually your life has kicked your butt a bit. And you got confronted and your fears came up and you're like, oh my God, what is the meaning of life? What am I doing here? What, what, you know, what, what am I supposed to be doing? God's telling me to do something. I don't even know what it is. And so once you flip it around like that, it starts to pull you forward and there are tools and techniques. This is definitely what I'm committed to offering all my life. You know, I went to India eight times and I, explored a lot of different spirituality and especially practices, not, not just theoretical stuff and philosophy, although I love it. And personally, I'm right. so enamored with what you guys are doing over, over at Enslaved. It's so deep. It's like a huge PhD uh, you know, body of work sitting there. And, and for me, there's, there's this love of the practical. I want to see results. So what I'm using right now to me has got the most results, even though I was able to save my life just simply by recognizing a shadow. That's how dark and, and deep it was for me. But the job wasn't done. And in order to really clean up and, and uh, raise yourself into possibilities that you either, like you said, you had self-doubt or you didn't feel good enough or you hate yourself. That's all the programming that's weaponized against us through these archetypes. Once you let that stuff go, all of a sudden, there's there's a really natural place. Uh, you know, I think it was last minute, minute last night. I sat here instead of turning that computer on. I just sat in in quiet and and uh, let whatever's not me go. And then all of a sudden, it was like poof, ready ready again. And and you know, it, it action has a life of its own. You don't even really have to premeditate anything. There's not a lot of resistance to action. If there is resistance to action, it's a sign that you're you're stuck in that programming. You want to resist more than you want your freedom, but you don't know it. You just have to bring that to your awareness. And uh, it's actually incredibly simple and yet not easy. So that's why, you know, I have a good coach in my life and I've coached many people and I offer courses and all that kind of thing to assist in the process that, even when you have simple instructions, we we are, it's like the caged bird doesn't, uh, you know, when you try to let it out of the cage, it thinks you're trying to kill it. That's right. That's right. That, isn't that the truth? Wow. That that really hits home. And, and what you were saying about getting rid, going through that detox of getting rid of everything that's not you. That's so, I got goosebumps when you said that because that, I did that last night. I had my little fire chat and I just love getting out, having a little fire. And then I shut it off and I just sat there for an hour under the stars. The coals were kind of burning and I just let everything go, had an amazing experience, had the best sleep of my life, woke up ready to go today. And I can't tell you how important that is because I know the difference of when I don't do that. And then I try to come at my work and I'm not the same and it's not, you know, it's not the same caliber and I don't feel aligned and we all have that, you know? Uh, yeah. So that's a really, really powerful piece of advice. 
amazing. So good. Well, let me, uh, let me bring this up real quick. Uh, I'm going to share, you've got, let me pull up your site. If you want to just guide me through, um, where I can point people to go and find out how to get involved with this incredible work you're doing. I'm going to go do it. I could definitely use some coaching on this stuff. You've got your blog here. Just kind of take us through your site. You've got your book. Uh, where would you like to go here? Podcast? Uh, uh, sure. My book, would. if we start there, I've got a copy of uh, Journey right here. It is a map of archetypes to find lost purpose in a sea of meaninglessness. So going through the eight archetypes of the hero's journey, it's a lot about my story <clears throat> and a bunch of other stories working your way through the the different phases and, and the gifts and the shadows that are going to hold you back finding your gold on the path and uh and and exactly what we just talked talked about letting go of of uh the things that really don't serve and if you knew you were doing it you wouldn't dedicate your energy to it uh so that's that's about my book and uh we could talk about my podcast next if you click on that link it should sure. be my my blog that is oh, uh, it opens up in a new page. Hold on. Let me reshare so that I can capture all this because I want okay. people to see it. Let okay. Yeah. I've got again. a variety of sites, but they all link together. That's okay. Oh, we'll no. do this right. We'll do this whole screen here. Now I can do whatever we need to do. Okay. So and let's go to, it was the, that's the coaching journey. The and free, King oh, Heroes oh, journey podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And there this is. is actually really interesting because for, oh, there's the same picture you just used. <laughs> and, it's a great picture. Oh, thank you. For the, you know, better part for 15 years, I worked almost exclusively with women and marketed exclusively to women. Now I pretended that it had nothing to do with men and I didn't hate men and, you know, any of that stuff. Oh, he, Steve Merrill is, is such a uh, kick-ass guy. Have you come across him? I haven't. Oh, I have to introduce you. He opened, uh, or he has a business in Kelowna selling gold and silver. And oh, he put beauty. signs, yeah, he put signs on his door that said, no one with a mask is allowed and no one with a jab <laughs> is allowed. And his business exploded in popularity. Um, I love him already. I know, I know. Plus he's super schooled in the law and he's good friends with Cal Washington. So uh, it was uh, very synchronistic. Uh, happy oh, to introduce you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then you got Catherine Austin Fitz here. That was the pinnacle. Honestly, I could have died after that and felt quite satisfied by my career. She's amazing. <laughs> this That's woman, great. so beautiful. I, and she came on 15, uh, 45 minutes early the other day just to sound check. And next thing you know, we ended up in a 45-minute conversation before the interview. So it's epic. <laughs> and she agreed also to be on our uh, Choose Freedom Law Summit, which Matt Beller and myself are are hosting. We're, we're busy uh, that was another thing I was going to share with you and can yeah. add another link. There's a lot going on. Good but, for you. Uh, this is yeah. awesome. Thank you. So work. Mm, Matt, yeah, yep. Matt, Matt, that was a wonderful interview as well. I really love Matt Landman. Getting into the geoengineering is an important subject. Yes. Oh, here's all the, oh, so this is, oh, chance. Good. So he came on virtual reality, archons, Gnostic Ascension programs, all this stuff. Yeah. We talked about some of the stuff with him on Unslaved. Chance That's what inspired me. Great yeah, work. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nice. Exactly. And I do my own rants and reflections in between when I uh, good, have good, a spare good. moment here and there. I absolutely love my audience. They're incredible. I'm sure you do as well. I always oh, yeah. feel like a million dollars. Even if I'm not like totally in a great place, I can get on there and, and be in a great place after with the interaction. So many smart, beautiful people. And uh, yeah, I did, I did more than 100 interviews in a year. 
Uh, and I had an epiphany about men that I was really projecting on them. I worked with my own inner masculine after my dad died and came out the other side. All of that programming gone, you know, all my life I'd been brainwashed and very much internalized that men were the source of all evil. And, and I really did believe it in an unconscious way, though I would never have been able to uh, admit to it. And I found that inside myself. I healed that. I came out of, and and uh, and went like, oh, my God, I think I need to start a podcast or something to highlight <laughs> strong men. A little bit redeem myself you. because I, you know, I, I battled with my, the men in my life and, and my father, especially putting putting them down and spreading the, that that poisonous narrative. Uh, I'd love to have you guys on to talk about what what is it called again that you did at your site, The Unslaved? It's something about the feminine. Um, oh, we did. Um, oh, Illuminati. Oh, the female Illuminati. We did. Um, uh, it, it's basically showing the the dark side of the female psyche and all this stuff. Cause there hasn't been a lot of books written about female psychology. So Michael went into actual female psychologists that wrote on female psychology and he looked through it and he had already kind of gone through the negative masculine. So he went through the negative feminine, which also shows the positive feminine and the, you know what I mean? There's always the dualistic side of it. So he's got a body of work there, uh, dragon mother series talking about, um, the impacts of uh, what it is to grow up as a human being and the different stages of life and how a bad relationship with your mother or your father can drastically impact a lot of that. So there's so it's just endless. Uh, that would be a great, a great show to do with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would absolutely love that. And so that's what inspired me to interview mostly men. Although, as you can see, there's uh, women show up as king heroes too. Sometimes I've been in that role in my life where I'm I'm the the feminine and the masculine, especially as a single parent, what right. what I had been, and uh, you know, needing to just be in business and do the hard work. I was known as a ball breaker in in the <laughs> the old marketing world, right? Like you can't get any more masculine than that. Uh, but the fact is, we need both of those, and I love sometimes to we need it. <laughs> we really need it exactly but i'd love to support strong men such as yourself there is a great interview by the way of david at my king hero channel so you should definitely go in and check that out it's on odyssey and uh youtube for the moment uh you know i, I stream to fake book as well but i love people to start at my blog because that's the thing that won't go away they can't censor me at my own website we should get you on the foxhole yes i'd love and to I'm, have I you there I'm also on Rockfin. I just haven't yet oh, done any content, but I've been accepted nice. and I'm set up there now. Yeah. Good. Well, and by yeah. the way, just a quick update. It was my fault that those other streams didn't go through. For some weird reason, my settings had those sites switched off. So when I hit stream, we only went to Foxhole today. So that was my bad. It wasn't to do with those sites. So I just want to let everybody know. Um, but before we before we wrap this up, where, where are some other spots we should go through really quick to show people um, a little bit more about what you do, Beth? Yeah, so the um, I actually don't publish a whole lot about my business coaching, but if somebody is interested, and I don't take very many business coaching clients because it's a it's a much more intensive process. I was considering to offer, uh, you know, a, a few group courses, which are easier for me to do now with the time that I have. But I I am taking applications for, uh, you know, a couple or three clients at the very most in the next year, to work with them to build a service based business. So if you have skills and and talent and a strong passion and interest and, and a fuel behind you 
but you're not sure how to turn that into a service that you could be valued for, then you can uh, just knock on my door, email me beth at bethmartins.com, use any form at, at my website to apply to uh, have a conversation with me. And if it looks like a fit, I'm happy to get on a Zoom call at no charge so that we can see if um, if it, it would work out. And this is Journey Code. That's the coaching certification where I actually do teach my students some business so they know how to turn around and, and build service-based packages that are, reflect the thing that they actually are offering and the value that they put into it. So that's super that's fun. The, the next, you. thank you. The next program is going to start in September and there are already people signing up for that. There's a limited number of people. The, the thing that is, is fun to do when you get to my website, if you scroll down on probably that page, there's a sign up sheet to, or a sign up form. Yeah, there it is to do either your King heroes journey archetypes and get a reading of where you are on the path of purpose and then on my main, I think, yeah, right underneath it, there's the Merpreneur archetype quiz. There you see the entrepreneur. I I, uh, I morphed it into the Mer, which is not a strong identity for me anymore. It, it was a healing moment in my life. Uh, it, it really actually, the Mer energy and the entrepreneur very closely related, but a, but a cluster of archetypes. So it's the same archetypes that I write about in my book. And you'll get a reading of it. Which one most resembles your journey right now? Merpreneur tends to be focused more for women who want to be valued for the purpose. And the King Hero's journey tends to be more focused for men. But they, my people mix and match a lot. And they do both quizzes often. In 10 minutes, you find out some information about your, yourself. You might see the shadow that you have and begin to be able to go to work on, on that. Uh, there's, there's programs based on that work. So you can do a course called the Merpreneur's Journey. You can do a course called the King Hero's Journey, just as standalone with audios and workbooks and all the materials that you need to tons of, of uh, audios. And then the Primal Power course also I'm going to be doing on those five archetypes that are the really the life and death precipice, which many people from Unslaved actually signed up after. Oh, Unslaved people are the best. They will go and they will check it out. Uh, shout out to all the peeps at Unslaved. We really have a solid group of people over there. Glad yeah. they, they hooked up with you. Yeah, they're serious. I love that. I love that and willing to do the work. So it's it's great. Um, the well, very last thing, I hope you don't mind if ahead. I share one more thing. Please. So Matt Belair and I, as I mentioned, are doing this Choose Freedom Law Summit. And we just opened the, um, the, the summit with the interview from Catherine Austin Fitz, which I thought was going to be her contribution, but it turns out she's going to, to join us for another interview. We have uh, Tom Barnett and Alphonse Fagiolo and Mark Patelic. Um, Todd Wetzelberg, Chris Gronsky. I don't know if your audience is familiar with all these law names, but they are the heavy hitters. Uh, Rob Menard is mm. is on the wow. uh, Cal Washington. Um, let's see, off offhand, that's that's as many as I can remember in this moment. Uh, Jessica Brink. Also, we've got a panel of people that are out there in in Canada, one in the U.S., and have been taking risks. Maybe they got you know attacked because of the COVID stuff, or they they got a ticket or something like that, and they're in the courts. They're they're having interactions. They're learning how to stand in law, and I feel very committed. I've spent the last year studying law when I never wanted to study law, but I've got some skills now. I haven't had to put them to the test, and nobody's tried to throw me in jail or even ticket me at this stage of the game. But uh, we sure have learned a lot about who we are and what the basis for real authority is. So if you'd like to join us for the summit, you can sign up right away. 
And I haven't put a tab at my website, but maybe I will immediately after this. <laughs> well, you can also send it to me because I would okay. love to promote something like that. And I'm okay. even going to come and check it out, uh, this, yeah. even if it's digital, because yeah. I believe firmly that um, as the government is in the process of breaking the law, we need to be really sharp on what the real law is and how to use it for us. And this is why I brought on people like Rocco and so many others. And I'm, I'm open to hearing all the angles on it because um, that's really the only hope we got. We got Reiner Fulmich in Germany trying to create Nuremberg too. Uh, you know, but either way, the, there's the big stuff, but there's also just these everyday things like you're getting tickets for going into Costco without a mask or whatever. They're not listening to your medical exemptions and all that. Um, what legal recourse do you have? Um, I think a lot of people, myself included, we're still learning about the tool that the law can actually be. Um, and so there's a lot of solutions there. So that's, that's really, that's amazing. Good for you, Beth, for putting on something like that. The timing is impeccable um, because it's ramping up here in Canada and around the world and people are pushing back more than ever before. And so we need the best minds on this to get together and educate people on exactly what they can do. And this is how we take our power back from these sniveling little rats that have made their way into the positions of power in our countries to take our freedom and take the real law away from us to replace it with a bunch of nonsense. So I love it. I'll promote it. So send it over to me once we're done and I'll fire it off for you. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, it's a lot of work. Both Matt Bell and I have very full-time gigs, but we're, we're, equally possessed to get this out there. We've learned something, we feel more power and, uh, and there's lots out there. They, they want to teach, they want to give and, and it's, it's time. So thank you so much for your generous oh. offer. No, it's, it, I, I'm overjoyed by these types of movements. Like mm -hmm. when I heard about, I'm having a very, at the end of this month, an end of May, I've booked two spokespeople from the police on guard for the association. Ah, um, that's about that's four great. or 500 police officers that are standing up to this mm -hmm. tyranny, educating citizens and fellow police about the real law, the constitution, the Nuremberg code, all that stuff. There's a nurses association that's popped up. There's another physicians association that just put out a declaration and they're getting signatures of physicians in Canada that are against these measures. Um, uh, I'm just seeing so much, as much as the n crazy stuff is going on, it's amazing. The crazy stuff had to happen in order to produce the precipice that would put everybody up against the wall to come up with ideas and inspire all the entrepreneurs and free thinkers to go out and do something. And I think we're learning a valuable lesson in freedom and how we have to be a part of this. We can't sit passively back anymore and let all these people in Davos and in our governments and our media run the show. Uh, that's how they got to that point. So if we take this path that we just kind of laid out a, a, a solution for everybody here, the mind of the pioneer, the entrepreneur, the warrior, the, what was the other one? The alchemist, you know, turning lead into gold. Mm -hmm. Those archetypes are, you need to channel those right now. You need to embody those right now. The way out is in. And that's mm -hmm. what I've been trying to say for quite some time. So Beth, this has been just an amazing chat uh, I've, I've seen amazing comments in there. People are loving it. Um, hopefully they'll go Hello, check Trevor. out your website. Yes. And, uh, thank you so much for joining me. We'll definitely have to do this again sometime soon. Thank you so much for hosting me. It's been a sheer pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll let you get back to your cat. He seems to, is it a he or she? Uh, one of each. <laughs> one of each. You got one of each or unidentified. We don't know what you, uh, but anyways, go take care of the cats and uh, all the best to you. And thanks to everybody for tuning in and listening to this show. I've got some 
I just got some amazing uh, guests get back to me for the next coming weeks. So I got some big surprises up my sleeve for you all. So keep tuning in here on this platform. I'll get the live stream rocking properly on the next round. Um, and uh, go check out Patriot Switch, guys. Stop spending money at Walmart. PatriotSwitch.com forward slash Truth Warrior. You're going to love it. Trust me. Go get the tour. Let me know what you think. Go check out Beth at her website. I'll put all the links below for you, and we'll catch everybody next time. Have a good one, Beth. We'll catch Bye. everybody Thanks, next David. time. Cheers.